As the WCC descended from the mesoplane, they were visited in short order by Desri, who seemed only curious about whether they were doing something interesting, and Jeeper, who carried a message from Gronley that they had regrouped with Bootstrayet and were heading to the northwest. They decided to let Jeeper rest a while and continued their climb down. When they reached the bottom, they told the king about their journey and noted that he had increased security. They decided that they must continue onwards to Liadrell and made their way quickly to the Elven Tower. There, they had a third reunion, this time with Franklin, the warehouse, who told them how to request entry and how they were not likely to open for non-elves. He also coughed up some tools for them, now in Yevon's inventory. The party introduced themselves to the gate, and it was opened for them once Coromith brandished Doomkiller. They were greeted by a disdainful half-elf named Aluin. He led them to, into the Great Walled City with its ruined altars and its flawless altars, those in disrepair belonging to gods and those that were uh, clearly in favor for an angel, Elvial. When they reached the central tower in the glowing town, Aluin brought them to a hall where Cormeth began an attempt to impress him with twerking and didn't notice as Gag, Grana, and Yevin disappeared. The other three found themselves in a mirror realm, none of them looking quite the same. Grana saw a destroyed Blybrook, taken entirely by rot and disease, and then went back and relived a childhood memory of Elris and Malrin, but couldn't make out what they were saying. She then was in the Underdark, a glow in her hand where the shard was cast. The mushrooms began to glow in return, and Grana heard the beating of a heart once again. She stepped forward and fell into a hole, but then began falling up, up past the Underdark to discover Blybrook on the other side. Then she was in a void, speaking to the bear who had guided her through this trial. Even, meanwhile, found himself in a great library that seemed to be filled with books and pathways of his memories and what could have been. The last memory he stumbled upon was one he himself had forgotten. As a child, Kelroth had visited him. Once they had gone through their ordeals and Cormeth had achieved peak twerk, they were all reunited in a hall of powerful artifacts that powered the great elven tower. A crossbow in particular hummed and attracted the attention of Yevon. It was described by Aluin as a tricky bow of the fairies, and it needed to be suitably impressed to be used properly. It was also their property and needed something powerful to replace it. Even gladly dispensed of the cursed dagger, finally, and got the bow, but was unable to impress it. The party was deemed worthy, and they were greeted by an elven woman who told them to enter the heart of the quorum. Impressed version of the bow in your inventory. Yeah, well. I see that. <laughs> cool. I see that. I don't remember what I named it, so I'm glad you see it. It is called Unattuned Curse Biter. Right, yes. Okay, so as the four of you enter this hall, you see that there is this light gray stone that composes all of this room, but it is in a uh, singular flawless slab, almost as if somebody carved this top room out of one uh, one giant hunk of marble. Uh, the ceiling is incredibly tall, as are the chairs of the quorum members who sit at a long table with an open arrangement 
facing you. There are a couple who sit on the ends of this long table, but all of them appear to be elves of uh, pretty similar demeanor and appearance, and they are all watching you. But most notably about this large room is that behind them is an enormous statue of that same angel that you had seen in the city before except this one is a little bit more active in its pose. Uh, Here, instead of just seeing uh, Elvial uh, staying still or uh, in in a simple pose position, you see a tableau of her holding the severed heads of three great dragons. Can I make a history check? Uh Uh-huh, sure. To see whether or not... Religion check. Uh, Okay, I'll make a history check. Cool art, you guys. That's a 16. Do I recognize that event? Uh, Sure. Um, You've probably heard some of the songs. You probably haven't played a lot because they're not really bar songs because they're songs that are mostly made by elves who, uh, as you've discovered here, are pretty snooty. But the story of Leodrell is that there were, a, a couple hundred years ago, a group of three dragons, some of the last dragons that were seen in this world, that attacked. Elvial uh, descended and struck each of them down. The three dragons were named Krauger, Emsilin, and Nolar. Grana, make a, make a uh, perception check. Um, 17. 17? Okay. There was a brief moment where that grizzly you saw as the uh, as just the head of a dragon, the head of one of these, uh, the white head uh, of a dragon, looks exactly like the one you saw in your trial. Yo, I'm gonna be honest. When you when you started when you said Ems in, in Emsilin, for some reason I thought you were gonna say his name was MC Dragon, and I was gonna be like, that's pretty tight, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, okay, so I was trying really hard uh, to not, I like, you know, I type up these names uh, and I, I'm not like saying them aloud to myself. And it was really hard for me to not, uh, so uh, Krogar to not be like Kroger, MC <laughs> <Yeah>. Dragon. <laughs> not color. I was expecting Kroger, Hy-Vee, and... <laughs> Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. Yeah. No, the last one will be Cub because he showed up as the bear. Oh, Oh, nice. (laughs) No, that was not my plan. (laughs) Um, Also, uh, something that you can tell, uh, it's it's faded. It's it's in a, like, uh, very light paint now, but uh, the three heads, uh, Kraugar uh, is uh, black, Emcillion is gold, and Nolar is uh, white slash silver. As you enter this room, you are introduced by the very Zelda-esque female elf who led you in, uh, who goes and takes a seat in the rightmost chair after announcing you, and uh, the, the quorum turns your way and sits silently, waiting for you all to speak. Uh, I nudge uh, Koromith. And uh, I'm gonna, I was just about to nudge even. <laughs> <laughs> Roll initiative. Let me see who nudges who first. I got uh, a 15. And, wait, and I can use my initiative score? Yeah, sure. Okay, that gives me a 16. Oh, damn. Wow. <laughs> uh, even, I think this is uh, where uh, you come in, 
little buddy. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, you see, you see the elves sort of like uh, they they do that thing when uh, somebody hands you something that you don't really want, and it's just sort of like that, like little like. Uh. Can I roll? Can I roll? Either a history, like a history check. How do we act here? <laughs> would even would even know any like formal behavior in like Elven court? I guess you could roll a history check. Yeah, sure. Okay, I got a fifteen. A fifteen. So in Elven court, it's uh, proper to explain why you are there, and then the quorum decides what to do with you. Uh, okay. I turn to, uh, uh, Koromith and, and Grana and Gag, and I say, uh, I'm, I'm going to explain why we're here and to try to get them on our side. I'm going to do it in Elvish, so don't freak out. As you say this, uh, this large stone room, it just sort of echoes around. Yeah. <laughs> you see the the elves uh, shuffle slightly. Okay. And then uh, I, I go, uh, I like take a couple steps forward and in the best elvish I can, uh, I can muster. I say, we adventurers are here for a combination of information and uh, to seek a great healer. Um, we need information about uh, family members of uh, some of the p- members of our party. I, you can, I can speak Elvish too, just so you know. <laughs> okay, so I can fantastic. <laughs> uh, and we are in need um, of a of a great healer for for one of the members of our party who has uh, fallen victim to uh, a sort of curse. Uh, oh. Can I roll a performance check to see Talk how about- well my <laughs> elvish went? Are you talking about? Franklin or me? <laughs> I am talking about you. Okay. We'll talk about Franklin with, with the healer whenever we make it to that part. Okay. We we came to the gates of Leadrell kind of to talk, you know, a little bit to talk about some of the things about the end of the world, but mostly we know a warehouse. <laughs> we gotta cure this guy. Number one priority. <laughs> Aren't they like warehouse racist here? They really yeah. don't like warehouses. Well, well, they don't like goblins or whatever. Frank they don't like him, Amazon's but not open. I got a 14 on my performance check. Okay. So um, better than average, but also not super good elvish because even probably did not learn it as a child. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you you see um, you see a, a couple of uh, whispers are exchanged. Uh, you notice that the acoustics are such in the room that you can't really hear what they are saying, but uh, they can clearly hear you very well. Uh, and eventually one uh, long brown-haired elf stands up uh, and they say, what was the first part of what you said? <laughs> uh, we are cert- we're looking for information. Okay. Hello. Hello. David? No, that was the first part of what he said. 
Information about uh, like family members of our party. <laughs> my family members. I am also curious about my lineage, but I don't know if they'll be able to help me. Okay. Yes, this, uh, this one with the long brown hair says, It has been quite some time since we last opened our gates to anyone outside of our own people. What is it that opened the gates for you? Well, Cor- it was Cormies- Doom Killer. Cormies, show them. Just Cormies speak. Uh, this person was speaking Alvin. Oh, they- oh no. So then, no. <laughs> Cormies, uh, show them Doom Killer. What? Cormies, show them Doom Killer. It was right here. <laughs> I'm just going to motion down to this like short scabbard. Can you pull like- it? Can you pull it out? Pull it out, Cormies. Oh, oh. Uh, well, okay. I got multiple things I can pull out right now. Um, Doom killer. Okay. All of you fall through it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just going to pull out, and I'm going to say really slowly and loudly, Doom killer. <laughs> yeah. uh, performance check. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to be an 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you you slowly pull out Doom Killer, uh, s- saying Doom Killer, and at first, uh, the the quorum sort of looks at each other and they raise their eyebrows. But as you begin to uh, draw an impossibly long sword from your scabbard, uh, you see uh, their looks go from uh, wondering and. Uh, maybe a bit of dismissal to astonishment. Uh, you see a couple of them uh, sort of scoop back their chairs um, as they stand up a little. Uh, and another one with silver hair stands and says, uh, and, and sort of uh, puts out their hand for the others to sit back again. Uh, and this time they speak in common and say, what is the information you seek? I, I'm looking for my brother, Elrice, who has been, who has played with some planar magic, certainly don't have the training to understand. And I really need his help so we can go back to my people and help them with a sickness that is hurting everyone. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is I have this shard in my hand from the stone fist and I need to get rid of it. The stone fist, I see, and this is uh, giving you, what, um, arthritis? I mean, not yet, but I could see that coming about in my old age. Um, (laughs) No, it's used to spy on us, and I don't want us to be spied on anymore if we're trying to thwart them in their activities. I don't want them to be able to see our next moves. So is any of this in common? Yeah, no, this is in common. Yeah. Okay. uh, This is all in common. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Ever since the one who stood up and uh, put their hand. Cool. uh, I I just wanted to double check. Cool. Yeah. Um, They say you bring, you bring a spy into our chambers, which hasn't been opened in decades. Well, I guess you have to take that risk sometimes when you open the door, don't you? 
Uh, you say they they rub their bridge of their nose with their with their fingers, and Look, they say, I, "I don't like it any more than you do." So that's why I need your help. Well, we are sworn to help the one who carries the blade. I am uh, curious about this this lineage you speak of, but before before we get there, we will need to address this medical emergency. Uh, you see uh, you see one of them with uh, blonde and silver hair uh, stands up and walks over to Grana. Uh, they are uh, very tall and lean uh, and they uh, create a disc to bring you up to your le- to their level instead of uh, <laughs> crouching down to look at your hand. <laughs> Um, and she, she holds out her, uh, hand for you to put yours in so she can take a look. Okay. Okay. Whoa, whoa there. How, how do we know this is going to work? What if this is a trick? We came to them, Cormeth. I don't, I sure hope it's not a trick, but. Also uh, an attitude. Who else is going to help us, Cormeth? Well, I tried. She she does look at uh, Cormeth and go, yes, well, sometimes you need to have a certain risk when you enter someone's door. Hmm? If this goes wrong, I'll show you a stone fist. <laughs> okay, Cormeth, uh-huh. Cormeth, don't threaten them, please. Just, it's okay, it's okay. Just sit back. I'm just going to hold a fist up. Keep an eye out. Just at eye level. <laughs> So they can see what the fist looks like <laughs> and punch them. Uh, roll an intimidation check. Oh, hell yeah. I love you. I, I think I actually uh, can do these. What is my intimidation? Plus eight. Come on. Oh, it's the 16 plus eight. That's a 24. <laughs> um, you, you see that uh, a, uh, uh, a few of the council members stand up. Um, and, uh, they, they make some, uh, like runes in the air. Uh, Karmith, go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. All right. Uh, let's see. Saving throws wisdom plus zero. That's an air one. <laughs> oh my God. Rough. Uh, uh, Karmith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Can, can I do right. that? That's a 10. It's better than a one. Uh, you you do still fail, uh, Cormeth, uh As you threaten this doctor, you sink into the ground up to your neck. I'm just gonna I'm gonna look at these <sighs> other two. And I'm gonna say, got one for you and one for you too. <laughs> well, uh, he does carry the sword. Did he steal it? Or no, 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 no. <laughs> he earned that. I saw it with my own eyes. Well, we are not accustomed to being threatened in our own halls when we are offering he, help. I'm uh, sorry, and, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he doesn't trust magic yet. I know we've been on the road together for months and months, but he still doesn't trust it all that much, so. One of them who uh, has red hair uh, walks over to Cormeet's head, uh, which is all that <laughs> is sticking out of the ground, uh, and actually does sort of like kneel down and looks at him and goes, But you are magic. What? Uh, why don't you trust magic? Because in the end, magic will go away, but strength will always be there. Hmm. Is that why the magic has put you in the ground? 
I'm gonna get out of here in just a moment. Can I roll a strength check with like a super high fucking? Yeah, trust me, it's gonna be super fucking high <laughs> to break out of marble. Brutal. That's a four. Yeah, you huh, weird. You don't rip your entire body out of marble with your head. <laughs> I'm trying every every turn. I'm gonna try to get out of this marble. <laughs> so yeah, just be ready. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, the doctor resumes, and she she returns to looking at Grana's hand and says, "How is it that you acquired this uh, addition to your palm?" Well, let's see. We were at the mother tree trying to protect it from the stone fist and the all of the, uh, what were they, bullywogs? I think it was even, I think it might have been before that. They're goblins? I thought, I thought it was I, after. It was at the mother know. tree for sure. Time I, to look I, at the notes. I, I, I grabbed I, one of their tracking necklaces and I think I broke it in my hand. And I, and I think I was mistaking because the first thing I thought of was when we noticed that this was a problem and that was on the rig, if I recall correctly. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, um, that's what I was thinking of. So, the, I'm, yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, this has been a very long threat. Uh, she nods and says, well, this will, this will not be easy, even with my skill. Um, we should probably uh, take some time after we have... Uh, f- finished here, and I will make preparations to remove it. I will do my best, but I cannot make any guarantees. This is very dark magic you have stumbled into. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. You better hope this turns out well. Uh, she she brushes uh, her hand over your palm, Grana, and you feel uh, you can you can like see it. It it's not. It doesn't hurt, but it's just sort of uh, your your hand relaxes a little bit. And she says, we can all be victims of dark magic. You do not need to apologize for existing in this world. And then she goes back to sit at the table. Thank you. Uh, I wish I had a glove or something I could just cover it up with, but I don't know if that would work. Just a big lip Khan thwarted by a mitten. <laughs> wow, dude. Can you imagine the end of the campaign and then Grana put on a mitten? Like, <laughs> done. Damn, you've spoiled the ending. <laughs> so it sounds uh, like Even was going to go, but all, yeah. when Even's done, if a turn has passed, I would have rolled a breakout. I can roll the breakout again now. It's still going to be really hard because, again, you're trying to pull your... Nope, that's not going to do it. <laughs> God damn it. Hmm, <laughs> strange. <laughs> Who could have imagined? Uh, uh, are you going to say something? Because otherwise they're going to continue. Yes, I am going to say something. Uh, with all due respect uh, to the council, I do believe that... Also, it... I was misreferring to them the whole time last time. They're called the Quorum. The Quorum. Uh, with all due respect uh, to the the quorum, it it may be pertinent or wise to perhaps delay discussion of sensitive material regarding um, information relevant to the party until 
we have dealt with uh, this issue. I don't think it would be particularly wise to reveal some of this to those who watch. The, the, the quorum sort of uh, murmurs to themselves again, uh, and they, uh, they say, well, we can perform this, but there is not room to stay in the tower. You will have to stay down in the city and we will reconvene once your friend has recovered. Is your friend going to threaten us any further? Uh, Ormith. Are you going to threaten them more? If things go wrong, I'll be back. Gormith, you start just sinking just like a little bit further. I don't think that was right, Gormith. You need to you need to say you'll be respectful and not beat anybody up. Also, Gormith, I do think you need to remember that you are carrying a weapon effectively forged by gods and that these people are bound to serve you. They literally what? cannot attempt to betray you. I'm not gonna give up on if if they take out if they take out somebody who has bled next to me, I am not giving this up. I will come back for them and I will kill them. Oh, well that's that's fair enough. <laughs> no. And so I, I wanna roll to try to break out its marble again. Or, or I can Before wait we until do, a couple. Yeva, were you trying to lie to Corby? Uh, because that's that's not what I said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was more of a loose <laughs> interpretation. <laughs> it was I was attempting to convince him to trying to uh, persuade. Yeah, trying to persuade. Okay, good. I just want to make sure we don't have any misunderstandings here. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and try and break out of this marble again. Come on, net twenty. No, that's a 19. Yep, doesn't do it. Uh, Getting closer. Cormeath, Cormeath, you have to say that you'll play along. Otherwise, you won't be able to come with me to make sure that they're being good. Okay? That's true. We will keep you in a dungeon. You'll have to stay here while I go get my hand figured out. And then you'll never know. I'm just not going to say anything right now. (laughs) Cormeath, I'll give you a Werther's original. Stick it in his mouth on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Grana, I will headbutt you. No. <laughs> okay. No, that's not what we want. <laughs> Cormeth, what can I say to convince you to, I don't know, just just be respectful of them? That if You're, they kill no. you, that I have a very particular set of skills. Skills <laughs> that make me a nightmare for elves like them. <laughs> Excellent reference, thank you. Yeah. Cormeth sinks into his chin. Uh, uh, I want to address the quorum and ask them, uh, can you all ensure me that no intentional harm will come to us while we are in the city limits? We have not threatened you once, but your friend has threatened us many times, so I feel it is you who needs to make that reassurance. Cormeth, they're not going to hurt us. We Rana, need their help. sound like dicks. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know, but we need to put up with shitty people sometimes. Oh, man. Is that how you talk to your students? But also, um, I, I'm just going <laughs> to make a non-committal noise, something like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's 
I'm hoping that gets interpreted as a sure, but it's not. It's like having my fingers crossed when saying yes. I mean, no one could see your fingers right now. So I'm just going to make... And yeah, I hope they interpret that as an okay, because I'm not going to say yes. (laughs) The Dr. One rises and exits, turning back uh, right before she leaves to say, I will go prepare my surgery. Uh, You will be escorted once it is time. It will not be long. Uh, and she she exits. The rest of the quorum looks at Koromit's head suspiciously, and then they look to Yevon and say, will you uh, look after your friend here while your friend is being cared for? Yes. I will take responsibility for his actions while we are here. <laughs> take take uh, care of him while Gag goes and takes care of me. Gag, you want to come with me? Oh yeah, Gag is also there. He's like, uh, he's been, he's just been like stone still the whole time, just like real nervous to be here. Um, and they go, oh, uh, is this, this is another friend. And he goes, uh, yeah. He takes off He's, his hat. He I don't know if he has a hat or not, but now he does. <laughs> takes off his hat and he goes, uh, Yes, uh, I will I'll gladly uh, stay with Grana if it is uh, so allowed and uh, exercise any help I can as a cleric, as a paladin. Gang, I trust you. Thanks. <laughs> he, he, like, you see, he, like, goes to, like, you know, uh do some sort of show of camaraderie but you are still in the ground so he's not really sure what to do so he just walks over to Grana uh, well, heads. Get- <laughs> you have to crouch all the way over to do that <laughs> yeah. he's not that tall is he he's like what like three foot like you know no, yeah, no, a bit of a I am <laughs> he's Grana like is. five feet yeah Gang <laughs> is 5'11 <laughs> well I got a big head. You should head. remember that. It's your height. Your height. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> Do you want a head but a head on the ground? Anyway, we move on. <laughs> um Okay, uh, so the, I, mm-hmm. I I just want to know that like Gag's going with Grana now. I'm cool. Like Just anyway. Okay, yeah, okay. If go Gag's on. going with Grana, I trust Gag. Fine. Uh roll a <laughs> persuasion check. But if <laughs> Um Eight, no. Or maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I um, assure you, he's just very protective of it, us. And doesn't want harm to befall us. So you you <sighs> see that the uh, red-haired one uh, speaks up again and goes, I will escort the other two back down to the city and keep an eye on them. Uh, and the two who are holding the runes unmake them and uh, Kormith, you are raised back up. Uh, but one of them gives you a like warning glance and like has their hands still up as if to be like, I'll sink you right back into the ground if I need to. Dude, I want to do an intimidation, just flex. Like not making a fist, but I just want, I just want to see these muscles. Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, 26. You, you're very muscular. Um, yeah. And the the elves uh, look to the red-headed one, and uh, some of the others look to Yevon um, <laughs> with with suspect. Yevon uh, just sort of like hangs his head and like kind of puts his 
his like finger, you know, like in the middle finger and thumb on, on his temples. And it's just like, uh, Oh, I really had no idea where you were going. Yeah, with six finger. <laughs> six finger in his ear. and just stands just, there. Like he has no right idea. Yeah. Just butt. a pinky right in the ear, just kind of twirling away, cleaning off the ear wax. You know. <laughs> just put even is supremely bored by this interaction. <laughs> um, anyway, you two are, uh, led out by the redheaded elf. And Grana, the one who has been in charge, walks over to you and to Geg um, and uh, nods to you and says, please follow me. Uh, you are led uh, up through a side entrance that you saw the Dr. Elf go through prior to this. And... Uh, you are led in some direction that is difficult to determine because you you feel like you're walking pretty much in a circle, but when you would exit that circle back into the same room you were just in, you are instead in a well-lit room that has various medicines and tinctures and tools within. Uh, and you see uh, the doctor... Uh, notes that you are here. Thanks, uh, the elf, for bringing you, and has you sit down on a chair, uh, and finally introduces your, herself, and uh, says, All right, I will be seeing to your surgery. My name is Dryadel. What is you? You are Grana, correct? Yes. Yeah. It is interesting to meet you under such circumstances, Grana. And uh, you are our gag, is that right? Mm, yes, yes, ma'am. Well, uh, you are uh, you are of the the cloth as well, uh, Paladin. All right, you can assist me in this surgery. Uh, but before we do that, we're gonna hop back over to Cormith and Yevon. Uh, yeah. This red-haired elf is leading you into the hall. Uh, you see this uh, room once again that is powered by magical artifacts, and then you are led down a staircase uh, that seems much more direct after uh, those those long trials. And you are brought yeah. out into the city, and they say, "Well, I, <laughs> I guess it's up to me to entertain for a while, huh? I've um I've never met people outside of the city. Uh, what's it?" What's it like out there? Well, it's, uh, sometimes it's, it's very beautiful and other times it's, uh, quite miserable. And I'm sure that, uh, there are similar experiences here. Uh, yes, very much. Uh, there are, uh, what I'm told are, are grand structures here, uh, but, uh, quite a bit of, um, ill attention, uh, as well. Um, we we may get some stairs. It's uh, it's been about eighty years since we let in the last hero, uh, and uh, folks really aren't used to seeing things. You know, I I was just a a child when when Dothoro came through. So you know, it's uh it's been a while. So I I apologize if if they make you uh, uncomfortable. Uh, is, is, is this in common? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so I, I guess I want to ask the DM, maybe I, I roll for this or, or I just want to make sure I didn't miss it. Um, do I know the, the last hero that was here? You can roll a history check. Cool. Yeah. I also wanted to roll a history check because yeah. my, my notes <laughs> say that, uh, Eladra, Constaz, and Tanella 
were some of the last great heroes. Oh, and I got a nat 20. Oh, shit. Damn, okay, nice, dude. Oh, yes. Um. Oh, and I see I see Cormies. Okay, yeah. A That's three. your role, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Cormies, you're not familiar, but even you have heard some of the songs of the heroes who have been led into Leodrell. Uh, you know that Aledra and Constors were both granted entry into Leodrell, and you know Dothoro was a hero from about 80 years ago who was one of the uh, conquerors of the Great Collapse, uh, which uh, was sort of the last cataclysmic event that happened in this world before the Empire was established and, and things like that. Uh, 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 yes, uh, uh, Dethoro, um, conqueror of the, of the Great Collapse. Uh, and I, I pull out, uh, I, I like start to like sing... Uh, one of the like one of the ballads of Dothoro's uh, many uh, great deeds. Yeah, you you start playing a song uh, uh, that you have known for a long time about how uh, Dothoro uh, fought uh, atop his horse uh, and he cast out the darkness uh, through. Um, through reality and into the ether. You sing about how he was able to lead the charge against the army that attempted to stop this. Uh, And you sing about how he, in the end, single-handedly was able to uh, strike this great darkness in its heart and shatter it. And as you do this, you see that there are elves around the the city who start to pay attention to you. Uh, they start sort of gathering in around you until you you see uh, they're they're at a distance. A lot of them are giving sort of curious glances to Coromith uh, because uh, I you suspect that uh, none of them, both of you suspect that probably none of them have ever seen a Goliath before. But they're they're drawn uh-huh. in by your song, and uh, they 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 all sort of watch curiously. Should I roll a performance check? Sure. Let's see how good it is. Oh, it's pretty good. I got a twenty-three. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's melodious. So it's, it's a little bit heartbreaking the way that that story always is, as he's trying to fight against this great darkness, but uh, you know, victorious as he he shatters it uh, in its core. And the uh, you hear a, a faint uh, a- approval-sounding murmuring from the elves, which you know is sort of like a, an elf, elven form of applause. Uh, even even uh, takes like very small, polite bows to the to the almost like head nods, effectively to the to the gathered crowd. Uh, yes, you you very respectfully uh, nod to them. Uh, this uh, this red-haired elf, who I'll say probably introduced himself while you were descending this tower. His name is Scrubbly McScrub. Yeah, his name is <laughs> Scrubbly McScrub. No, uh, his his name's uh, Tlel. <laughs> Scrubbly. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> Sorry, can you repeat the name? Uh, Tlel. Tlel. Okay. Or as autocorrect, uh, which is the reason I couldn't find it, uh, put tile. Tile! <laughs> Scrubbly tile. Scrubbly tile. Yep. Inventor of the most effective bathroom cleaner in the elven realm. No, just kidding. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Cleans out warehouses real quick. <laughs> 
Uh, no, Talel like approaches you uh, doing like a, a soft clap. And he goes, I heard that this is all the rage for people outside. He means, uh, and you know yeah. he means the clapping. Okay, I was going to say, do I know what he's talking about? Okay, but uh, I... He like indicates to his hands as, he's, as he says that. I kind of do a... perception check. Sure. For what? I want to see if he's fucking with us. Oh, Let God. Let an insight check. Okay, insight. Okay, uh, it's zero or zero. Um, so, 17. 17? Uh, so most of the people that you've met here have been pretty rude and, and snotty, but uh, this, this guy seems uh, pretty genuinely, like, curious about y'all. Okay. And I'm just going to, like, kind of relax and sit back. I think uh, I think Yevon can probably tell that he's kind of just been cooped up here and is genuinely trying to make a connection. So, you know, Yevon's going to say, yes, very much so. Uh, it's uh, uh, light clapping like that was uh, all the... A, a most common form of uh, or expression of appreciation uh, for performers in in many parts of the world outside of the city. Uh, he he nods enthusiastically uh, and says, "Well, uh, we probably have some some time. I could um, I could give you a, a tour or or tell you about our our history, or we could um, I there's some good peach trees." Oh. Uh... Why don't you tell me about your history? I know, I know some of the heroes who have been, uh, who have been let in here, like uh, Eladra and Constars, but not much makes it outside about the city and its and its past. He uh, he he proudly uh, stands up a little bit straighter and goes, "Why, of course, history is my specialty. I uh, uh, please follow me." And he starts leading you off enthusiastically. Uh, okay, I try to keep up. Ah, uh, and let's switch over to Grana. God, I've just been getting nervous, like it's my own surgery about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I feel you. <laughs> Dryadel uh, puts on, uh, starts to uh, wash her hands, uh, and she has you lay down on a, a table, uh, and she says, all right, this is going to be a difficult process. If this was just a regular shard, it would be challenging. A, uh, a palm is a very delicate part of your body, but I would be able to do it without problem. But this is... Uh, this is a very cursed material you have in your hand. I'm sure you're already aware. Oh yes, I'm, I have felt it spying on me before, so clearly it is very strong magic. Keg <sighs> yes. puts his hand on your shoulder. Oh, thank you, Keg. I know you'll, you'll be here when I'm done with this. I, I, trust, I trust both of you to help me. I'll be right here, Grana. You can count on me. All right. Thank you. So, Dryadel has you lay down, and she takes your hand and pulls out a tool that seems a little strange to you. You would think it is a knife uh, or some sort of blade, but when she turns it, it, it looks like she's just holding a hilt. It is a blade so fine that uh, it can't be seen in one direction. And she, uh, she hands you a bundle of herbs and says, go ahead and eat these. You'll, uh, you'll be better for it. Hell yeah, you will. <laughs> uh, so Grana, go ahead and eat those and make a, a medicine check. <coughs> okay. I was going to play D&D. 
Then I got high. <laughs> Um, eight. Eight? Okay. You you feel your hand uh, sort of numb, but as it begins to numb, you almost feel like the, the shard in your palm is starting to fight against it. Uh, <clears throat> and she, her, her brow froze slightly and she says, I'm sorry, I would hope that that would work better, but it seems to be resistant. I apologize. This will perhaps not be very pleasant. Uh, and she cuts into your hand. As she does this, Grana, go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. This is about to be a journey. 21. Oh, 21. oh damn. Oh, shit. Good Grana, roll. As, uh, as she cuts into your hand, you all of a sudden feel like eyes have turned towards you. Uh, this is something that you have have known about, but it's this is the first time where it's been so strong and salient that you know something has turned to look at you. Uh, and as you feel this, uh, you're able to sort of trace it back uh, and you see uh, the the scene around you of of uh, Dryadel and Geg uh, starts to fade a bit as you see one uh, enormous eye appear before you, and then uh, another eye and another eye. But these are smaller, and now uh, we're gonna see how Dryadel does its surgery. Uh, Alrighty. So Dryadel is going to have to make um is gonna have to make four successes in order to uh, successfully remove it. So this is going to be her first check. That is an 18 plus eight. That is going to be, or sorry, plus 10. That is going to be a 28. Brana, you feel this uh, this blade uh, slices into your hand, but the blade itself does not hurt. Uh, the stone begins to uh, sort of shriek at you almost. Uh, it's not something that can be heard by Geg or uh, or Dryadel, but it is something that you can hear. And uh, you you feel this first sort of connection, this first root that it has been setting in your hand, an arcane anchor that it has set. Uh, uh, go ahead and make another wisdom saving throw. 20. Dirty. Wow, nice. Okay. Grana, you see this eye, um, and then you you start to see uh, a different scene appear. It's, it's like it's overlaying everything else, like an augmented vision of uh, a, a kind of cave. It's, it's not a natural cave. It seems to be something that has been carved out. You, you can make out that there are uh, a lot of different uh, bones and bowls and orbs in here. Uh, but then it is time for uh, Dryadel to make the next check. All right, that is an 8 plus 10, 18. That's uh, not going to do it. She uh, she starts cutting into your hand, and you feel a, a stronger pulse as this uh, this shard tries to steady its place in your hand. Geg is going to grab on to your forearm and is going to give her the help action. So she's going to roll again. That's worse. So Grana, you are going to take eleven psychic damage as this 
screaming in your head gets louder and louder. Uh, that is uh, one failure and one success. Go ahead and make uh, your next wisdom saving throw. Mm, that was good. That was a 12. <laughs> 12. Grana, you see uh, the, uh, the look of these eyes becomes angry. Uh, and fierce, and you feel it sort of push back against your mind. Uh, and Grana, as it does this, you find yourself sort of inadvertently thinking about thinking about some of the things that you have done. Uh, you start thinking about how you have uh, slain Dask, how you uh, uh, slayed Orlog, and uh, it begins to pry at the door of your mind that holds. Kodagog's betrayal, but it does not make its way through there yet. Drydell gets a 12 plus 10 that will succeed. You feel her uh, push back against this. She pulls out another sort of pearlescent tool uh, to fight back against the uh, arcane tentacles that are beginning to spawn from this thing as it tries to get a grip in your palm. Uh, and Gag is going to whisper, uh, sort of murmur some reassurance Come on, Grana, you're, you're strong. You can do this. I, I believe in you. Uh, so go ahead and roll your uh, next wisdom saving throw with advantage because Gag is giving you the help action. Okay, thanks, buddy. It hurts so bad. God, that first one was already a nat one anyway. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, 16. 16? Okay. Yeah. Wait, do, do you get to roll three times then? Yeah, you would because get to roll three times. Three times? I thought it was still just two. Uh, well, because oh, you had the... Okay, and you'd still okay. get to re-roll the nat one. Yeah. Okay, 17 then. 17? Okay. Um, okay. So you sort of sit in this uh, back and forth, but you feel a little bit more pressure on your brain. It it doesn't go through the door that holds your memories of Kodagog, but it does start to look through things that are a bit more recent. It sees your your vision. You you relive for a moment your vision of seeing, hearing rather, uh, that heartbeat in the underdark, uh, and you are going to take six psychic damage. All right, uh, Drydell is going to take her next turn. That is a twenty-six total. Uh, so another success as you uh, as she is cutting through this you begin to um, you begin to hear something very very subtly very uh, very quietly but it is the sound of uh, a song that you heard when you uh, entered and when you returned from the underdark it's not the same one that you even hears um, but you you hear this, except it sounds distorted, like it's being played underwater, and uh, yet somehow it's it's so harsh. and make another wisdom saving throw. 17 again. 17? Okay. Yep. 
you sort of grapple uh, with this um, and Gag is going to look at you again and, and murmur some encouragement, kind of give you uh, uh, another uh, help action. So I forgot to have him do that. So go ahead and roll that. Roll again for... S- oh. <laughs> Seven plus six. Okay. Uh, Thirteen. Yeah. So with that, uh, with that originally, uh, original seventeen, um, you you struggle again against this. You you see a blend of memories this time. You see a little bit of your your trial. You see uh, yourself as a child uh, wandering through Blybrook. You see yourself spying on uh, Elries and Malrin, still unable to make out what they are saying. Uh, but at the same time, you hear this very deep, gnarly language being spoken. And you start to hear other sounds of uh, uh, of, of wind and movement and uh, you feel the uh, you feel almost as if somebody has thrown scrying stones against you uh, you are going to take 13 psychic damage that's a two <laughs> um as you are fighting uh, against these visions you see that this black liquid starts bubbling up from your palm, uh, obscuring the view of uh, your entire hand. Uh, It is viscous and it uh, smells sulfuric. And as it pours out, uh, it is going to do three acid damage as well as 19 psychic damage. How are you looking? Not great. Uh, Gag is- 25 hit points left. Okay, Geg is going to cast uh, Healing Word on you okay. as uh, as you're doing this to try and counteract as he sees this horrible. Am I awake for all this? I'm I'm guessing. Um, you you are somewhat awake. You're not exactly in this room. Uh, you are sort of ensnared by these these visions. So it's not like you're consciously uh, experiencing. It's kind of like. I don't know if this is relatable, but it's kind of like you're dreaming while something else is going on uh, in real life. So you're not like you're not exactly conscious of it. You know it's in the background, but it's mm-hmm. it's not at the at the forefront of your mind. I'm I'm more focused on the visions. Yes. Okay. So, but I'm feeling the pain. So he is going to. Uh, oh, that was pretty good, Gig. He's going to heal you for fifteen hit points. Okay. Nice. That helps. Um, yes. Go ahead and make your next wisdom saving throw. Man, I'm glad Gag came with me. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, pretty good. 19 plus 6. 25. 25. Okay, Grana, um, you, um, you sort of like, it's almost like you're lifting out of your body a little bit, like you're leaving it behind. Uh, you you sort of turn and you uh, in front of you are these these two visions of your memories and the other memories. And behind you is yourself and you see this black uh, ichor covering your hand. Uh, and as you're thinking about this, you see uh, your arm tense as uh, you manage to fight off this ichor. It melts away and you turn your head to the right towards these other visions that are not your memories. Uh, and you push forward into them. Uh, and Grana, as you do so, you suddenly find yourself in a completely different room altogether. 
Uh, when you look around, uh, you see it's almost like somebody's uh, a, a room in a in a cave, like I like I sort of had like you'd seen before. Uh, but now you can see it very clearly. It's like you are standing in it. Uh, you see a uh, large number of crystal balls that are in various parts of the room in various sizes. You see scrying bones. You see uh, casting bowls. You see uh, various uh, herbs that uh, you would recognize as ones meant for spying. This is perhaps the most intricate scrying cave you have ever even heard of. Um, and with that 25, you also know that it's not on this plane. That is how powerful it is. This is being cast out beyond a singular plane. And you turn and you are greeted by one great eye and a number of small eyes as you witness a beholder who sees you and looks so startled. Uh, you see uh, his blue skin starts to become more and more uh, translucent, almost as if he is blanching, and you feel as though you are being shoved backwards uh, as uh, Dryadel is going to make either a really good cut or uh, a really bad failure. <laughs> That's another two. Come on, Dryadel. God, help me out here. Um, yeah, you know what, uh, Geg, you hear his voice very faintly from behind you uh, say, we're, we're losing her. Uh, he's going to give her the help action as he uh, steadies your hand. Uh, that is only, that's only an 11, uh, that's a 21. That That's not gonna do it for this late in the cut. That's gonna be 27 damage. Are you still up? I'm still up. Okay, very low though. Um, make a wisdom save. Um, 18. 18. Okay. Brana, uh, you see the holder blanching and it, it clearly tries to shove you mentally back, but you almost stop yourself midair and you look around, you hear this extremely loud music, uh, that you've heard so often before, um, in, in this, uh, in this experience and you are able to see something in this beholder's eye. Um, you have seen it once before. Um, it is ref a reflection of a reflection, so its effect is diminished. Uh, it's almost like there is some kind of uh, portal that uh, goes through and that then is being reflected off of these many eyes. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. I'm writing my notes. There's so much going on. It's okay. Uh, 12. 12? Yeah. Okay. You see something that confuses your mind. You see a bright flash, but it's not a bright flash uh, like you would think of it, like white light. It is black. You see a bright flight. Uh, you see a bright flash of blackness. Uh, and then you have one more thought as you are sort of pushed back down uh, out of this scene. Gobiscus. That is the name of this beholder. All right. Gag is going to give 
Dryadel. Well, know what? Uh, Gag is not going to give Dryadel the help action because he might need to give you help with a death saving throw. So big important role here. Mm-hmm. That's a 19. So that's going to be a 29. <laughs> Uh, as you fall backwards, you are hurtled back towards your body, uh, just as Dryadel says, almost, damn it, uh, and you feel uh, a uh, jolt go through your body as this fragment is uh, removed from your hand. You feel uh, this uh, portal that has been watching you slam shut as it is instantly uh, severed from you directly. Uh, And as she removes this from your body, she shoots it up into the air with a a kind of uh, telepathic power, and she surrounds it in a magic. You see her tracing a rune in the air, and it is destroyed. (sighs) So anyway, back over to Yeevan and Koromi. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a... Holy shit. I'm sweating. Well, yeah, that was wild. That was intense. Okay. Uh, I have one comment, which is that uh-huh. I done goofed when we were with the Giants. Um, I should have asked how to get to the Feywilds um, and did not. Uh, and then I have one question, which is whenever that, uh, whenever that like portal is opened and or severed, do I notice anything? No. Okay. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> Talel is showing you two around town. Um, and he, uh, he, he comes to sort of this crossroads and goes, Okay, uh, uh, what, what do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about um, the, uh, the, 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 the great heroes or uh, Eldial's, uh great, great justice or um, uh, the old gods? Maybe not that one. Um, what do you want to hear about? Uh, I'm sorry, did you say something about old gods? Oh, you know, like the broken altars, so they're not very interesting. I... Uh, personally think that sounds pretty interesting. Uh, he, You see him kind of like sweat and he goes, yeah, I did accidentally make that sound pretty interesting, huh? You kind of did, bud. You kind of did. He uh, says, okay, well, um, so uh, he, he leads you down this uh, road that leads along the wall of the city, which isn't, uh, you know, again, this city is not very large, uh, it is all contained within this pretty uh, slim tower wall that extends up so far. Um, the the sun is past uh, noon, so uh, everything's uh, alit with these orbs that uh, produce so much of the light. Uh, and as you go into this area, there is uh, there are so many fewer of these orbs uh, that he casts a light spell so that he can continue to illuminate things for you. And he says, uh, well, um, a long time ago, we here in uh, Leodrell uh, worshipped uh, three different deities, uh, a Tyr and, um, of course, uh, Sune and Sehanaim. I want to roll a perception check or or uh, an investigation. I don't know. I just want to see like, are we being led into like some sort of ambush or something? You know, because like when the when the light orbs are starting to go like, and they cast their own, like, is there something we're not going to see? So yeah, I want to roll to see if we're getting into an ambush. You can roll an insight. 
cool. That would be a plus zero. That's an at twenty. Um, <laughs> Cormith, uh, this uh, this doesn't appear to be any sort of ambush. In fact, you see fewer and fewer elves. Uh, there's not a lot to begin with, but uh, people aren't around here. But you get the sense that like people are actively avoiding this section of town, um, hmm. and uh, you sort of get the you sort of get a reason why as uh, he continues to speak uh, and says, uh, "We interesting." We were followers of them. Uh, Tyr being uh, the the overseer of, of law and uh, Sune being the goddess of beauty and Sahanain being the, the goddess of dreams and, and the moon as uh, Liadrell was a great city that uh, encouraged beauty and, and law and uh, imagination. Uh, but we, um, when we were in need, uh, they... They abandoned us. They um, they left us to uh, face uh, our, our challenges after after centuries of of a, of a renaissance uh, where we we created and we grew and we we shared. We we were betrayed by our our gods who were nowhere to be found when when the the great dragons attacked. Ani, uh, he shines his light on a couple of ruined altars. You can see that there are uh, chips taken out of it where people have clearly thrown rocks and spells. Uh, you see uh, scorch marks where people clearly uh, were in anger. And you see uh, a lot of these offering tables have been uh, cracked into. Did that not make you stronger in the end? Well, um, we were actually uh, on, the, on the verge of death, but uh, then the the great angel, uh, Eldial, came to save us. And he sort of uh, turns and points and orients himself towards a part of town that is better lit, where you see this enormous uh, white statue of uh, the angel Eldial. Uh, and he says uh, she descended in, in, uh, in rebellion to Tyr. And uh, she, she came and brought justice uh, Eldial is, is a, an angel of justice, you see, and uh, she didn't think it was right uh, that that uh, we, we should die as we, we sat alone. None of our allies, none of the people that we had given to for so long uh, came to help us from these, these dragons, the last three dragons in Drim. Um, and so when she saved us, we, we, we thanked her. And when our allies continued to uh, show no indication that they cared. We, uh, we, we closed our, our gates and um, we, uh, you know, we haven't really opened them to, to many cents except for uh, a handful of people, you know, Elaidra, Constors, Dothoro, uh, Promies. Uh, can I? Promies? Uh, yeah. Uh, Promies, uh, I think came here, uh, uh, well, a while back, I I don't know what for. Uh, it's not well discussed, but uh, you know they they opened the doors for him, so I I know he must have done something. Who would know the most here about promies? Um. Well, uh, that's that's hard to say. Um, I I guess that would probably be our our uh, archimancer. Um, keeps track of all the the arcane. Uh, which is usually what draws heroes here. Um, the the uh, 
the elf who who leads up our council. You uh, you you saw them. Uh, their their name is uh, Chilon. Chilon, I'll remember that name. I would like to make a religion check as we stand in front of these like broken altars. Um, from my interactions uh, with uh, Thrasadun, I like even doesn't believe that gods are like like even clearly believes in gods, but also like doesn't necessarily like he thinks of them as pretty logical creatures. Uh, like they don't really do things without a reason. So I want to roll like a religion check to see whether or not like I can still feel any of their presence here or whether or not I can kind of get a sense for like why they might have left or, you know, if maybe they died or something. Okay. That's the 18 plus four is a 22. A 22. Um, you, you sort of, uh, reach out, you know, you have been now around a couple of different gods. There's a, uh, a certain feel when their, their eyes are on you. You feel almost like, uh, almost like you're standing in a shadow. Like if, if, uh, the attention of the gods was uh, the sunlight, you, you feel like this, this city's walls are, are apt because you are, are not feeling much of anything. Uh, but you do feel uh, a little bit of of light, sort of about you. Uh, but it is it is radiating from uh, the the uh, statues of Elvial, who seems to be the only one to left a trace and seems to still care for the city of Liadrell. And do I know much about Elvial? You can make a second check. Sure, uh, that's a nineteen. A 19? Uh, yeah, so Elvial uh, has a lot of different lore. Uh, she is like a very powerful angel of uh, Tyr, the god of uh, law. So she, like I mentioned, is uh, the, the angel of justice. Um, she is known for uh, sort of being, uh, when when things are going wrong, Tyr would send her in to correct great wrongs. Uh, so... Um, when there has been some great injustice, uh, Elvial is who you would see uh, leading the charge of of angels to defend uh, the the mortal plane against the forces of of evil and chaos. Okay, so then I'm going to ask Talel. Um, look, I, I don't mean to to I guess well, I do mean to pry, but I don't mean to be rude. Um, Elvial is is a, a messenger and, and warrior of, of Tyr, are they not? I don't... Yes, she, she is. Then, while I can feel that, you know, th- these these gods that you worshipped, Tyr, Sunay, and Sohanan, are no longer necessarily paying attention to the city, I don't, I don't understand why you believe that they've forsaken you. Tyr... Tyr... Unless Alviol acted of her own accord to save you, she is of tear, is she not? Uh, he, he sort of speaks in a hushed voice now uh, and says, Well, um, it's said that uh, Alviol came here to save us from the dragons against the word of tear, which is why she came alone. I see. Uh, and... 
do you know what caused or, or, or why these dragons chose to attack the city? I, I'm afraid not. I, I don't know too much about, um, about the, uh, the reasoning. I, I just know that they were, they were three mighty ancient dragons. Um, it was sort of unusual to see, well, very, very unusual to see a, a, a black dragon, a gold dragon, and a, and a silver dragon working together. But, um, you know, I suppose they were the last of their kind. I think perhaps maybe they had a, a gone mad or, um, uh, you know, some, some evil had beset them with how their, their race was coming to an end. Uh, none of them were capable of uh, having any any further children so they they knew it was going to be the end of the dragons and it, <laughs> we could have still had uh, their their wisdom here with us uh, dragons live an exceptionally long time and they they would have survived uh, but uh, you know instead they they were slain i i see uh can i roll an insight check does does Tillel really believe that like the dragons attacked this city without a good reason. Yeah, you can roll that. I uh, got a twenty-one. Yeah, Talal seems uh, seems to really feel like that is the case. Hmm. Uh, I I see that it certainly sounds very concerning, and I can't really imagine being the last of of my species. I oh. Uh, you see uh, a sort of uh, black ink, almost like a tattoo, appear on uh, Talel's hand. And he goes, uh, your, your, your friend's surgery has finished. Oh, that's, that's wonderful news. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's head back there as, as soon as we can. And on the way, if you don't mind, I'd, uh, I, I have one more question about um, when the dragons uh, attacked. Do you know... Uh, History-wise, how long ago that was? Uh, I know it was a, it was a few hundred years ago. Was that? Does that happen to be around the same time as as Promes? Uh, huh. Well, like I said, I'm I'm not really an expert on Promes, but uh, maybe. Uh, okay. He uh, leads you let's, back towards the tower. Yeah, let's hurry back to Grana. Uh, Grana, um, you are back in your body. Uh, you don't feel probably uh, super great, but you do feel a sense of relief uh, now that this uh, sort of evil token is is out of your body. <sighs> Grana, uh, Grana, are you okay? I, uh, <laughs> I feel like I got hit by a, a, a mammoth. <sighs> I do uh, not feel good right now. I saw some bad shit going on. I saw a really ugly creature, and I did not like it. Uh, uh, Dryadel looks uh, concerned and goes, "You, you saw what? Uh, I think it was a beholder. I've only heard. I think I've only read stories about them. I've never seen one. Um, But my guess is that's what it was." Uh, she, uh, she looks concerned and goes. My beholder, that now that's a creature I haven't thought about in a in a century. Uh, that is concerning. If a a beholder was spying on you, but can you still see it? Uh, you can. It's not. It's not in the room here with us. No. 
Uh, no, I think you severed the tie to the direct tie to it. Um, well, this is this is of great concern, but I believe that we've taken a good action today to stop something worse from happening. Definitely, definitely. It, uh, I could tell it wasn't on our plane, so I clearly that was very strong magic. And yeah, she looks really shocked when you say yeah. that it was clearly not on your plane. And she goes, <laughs> I, I think we should return to the quorum immediately. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, she, she gives you, uh, a, a tonic, um, to help you feel, uh, a little bit better, uh, and wraps up your hand so that, uh, the wound can heal. Uh, and then she leads you and Geg, uh, at a rapid pace back towards the, uh, quorum hall. You see, does, uh, does, does the tonic heal me at all? Uh, yeah, the, the tonic, like uh, heals you for 12 hit points. Okay. And you see as she's like giving you this tonic and wrapping up her, uh, your hand, she traces a rune onto her hand. Uh, but then anyway, she uh, she leads you back towards the, the quorum halls. The four of you are reunited in, in the great stone room that you were in previously. Uh, do you even then Cormie say anything when you see her? I'm going to roll to investigate and I want to go poke on her and make sure she's real. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's a 19. Yeah, that's I'm real. definitely Grana. It's it's me, Cormie's here. Grana, it's you. Have, I think. Have a Werther's. Have a Werther's for waiting, for being so patient and... I assume kind to these elves. <laughs> Have you beat anyone Rana, up today? What, what would you know about two dwarf brothers who had a farm? What would you know about them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about dwarves. He's making a reference to the to who one of them was ki- uh, killed because of uh, just saying the word lightning. <laughs> okay. Th- okay. Thank you. All right, yeah, and you're the one that killed uh, them, like, straight thank up. Thank you for like, interpreting. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I've had, I have to keep all these threads in my head. I know what he's talking about. Can I roll an insight check on Grana uh, to see if she's, like, still hurt from the surgery? <laughs> well, I mean, Grana can make a decision whether I, Grana would remember now that uh, I'm, God has told her about I think her you life. Guys, I think you guys can tell that I'm pretty winded right now. I'm not in the best shape. Um, uh, I, I, I definitely need a long rest, but. I am very glad to see Grana. So I go up and I kind of like pat her on the shoulder of not the arm that had surgery on the hand. <laughs> and uh, oh, I cast a third level cure wounds Aww. as I'm patting her on the back. I'm sure we're about to rest if anyway. You gain 10 hit points. Yay. <laughs> the ceiling explodes. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that that <laughs> helps a lot. Thank you, Yeven. Thank you. Uh, it's it's good to see what you, did, Grana. I'm glad what, you're I'm glad the surgery what, went well. Thank you. What were you all up to while I was in there? Uh, we were Wondering learning. if you knew anything about two dwarven brothers <laughs> who had a land offer. Does that sound familiar? Oh. Garana. (laughs) 
Yes, it does. We uh, ambushed them when we shouldn't have, and luckily they're both alive again. Uh, also, <laughs> you murdered them straight. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, Talel has, like, gone to sit back with the council, and Dryadel uh, uh, and Talel uh, have been murmuring with the rest of the quorum uh, for a little bit, but there is a moment where, like, Talel hears you say this, and it's like, What? Uh, even uh, cuts into the conversation and says, uh, anyway, uh, Talel was kindly showing us around the city and uh, gave us a bit of a, a history lesson about um, Leodrell and, oh. and uh, what has happened here. Oh, very nice. I'm sure that was lovely. Much better than probably watching my surgery. I don't think it's certainly it was less very stressful, to watch. but <laughs> you wouldn't know that anyway. Uh, well, you probably would because going for a tour, a history tour, is definitely less stressful than a surgery. Anyway, uh, Gag says, "Well, Granus, Granus, real strong. Uh, it was, it was a tough surgery, but everything turned out okay." Yeah, thanks to you, Gag. You were there helping both me and and Driadel through that. So thank you. You're a good friend. Smiles and pats you on the back. And the uh, you see now uh, standing once again is the uh, blonde and gray-haired elf who you know, uh, who even and Cormith now know is named uh, Chilan. And they clear their throat and say, well, we have held up our agreement about surgery. Now, what is it that you wanted to bring forward to this, this quorum? Um, well, what I wanted to talk about was finding my brother, Elrice, who was looking, who was working at the university in Goresby and was looking into some planar magic. And it look, looks like he got into some trouble and trapped himself in a different plane. And I need his help. Uh one of them speaks up and says, I, I remember some few and far between correspondence with a, a halfling professor named, named Elris. Uh, this was maybe a, a, a couple of decades ago, uh, but planar travel is, uh, is difficult at best. It is, it is most uh, troubling not only uh, to hear that he has been trapped, but also that you apparently are being spied on between planes, you say? Uh, which oh, <laughs> would um, be news to Koromith and Yeevan. Yeevan's eyebrows shoot up and it's kind of like, uh, say what now? Interplanar spying? How do I get me some of that? I don't they think that's push a lesson. the shard into your palm. <laughs> I don't God. Yep. even I don't think that's a lesson to take away here. That that shard in my hand was uh yeah, like some kind of scrying gem. Um and the person scrying on me was a beholder in a different plane. And I don't know if I should say their name. It feels kind of 
it doesn't feel right to say their name. I don't know if that would make things worse or better. So I'm going to hold my tongue. Quick interjection. Is that because uh, you, you, your character, is worried about that or because you don't remember what the name is? No, I wrote it down. Um, my Grana is worried about that. Okay, cool. Just wanted to it's confirm because kind of it is a, a weird name. It's kind of a Doc Rocon situation. If you say it, they suddenly look, and I don't want to, I don't want to do that again. Sure. Uh, even, do either of you have a reaction to this? <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. trying to think. Um, who? Okay, Snake Man. What was his name? Gobi. 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 Do we have another Gobi situation on our hands? I mean, I think they were working together in some kind of way, but the shard is out of my hands, so I don't think they can directly spy on us the same way. Also, uh. Gobi uh, betrayed us while he was, and, and took notes on us, I guess, while he was uh, with us. This seems like something quite a bit different and honestly sounds quite a bit more sinister. That we've been spied on by somebody in our company? Uh, yes, because we've been spied on by someone not even in this plane, Koromith. This kind of magic is insane to even comprehend. It would take an incredibly powerful caster to even do within the same world at such a, a great distance, but to scry interplanar is, is unheard of, one of the elves says. <laughs> Gag just suddenly clears his throat and speaks like that. <laughs> uh, oh, Gag. <laughs> huh? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Hello, it is I, Grandpa Gag. <laughs> Someone oh grabs Gag's cheeks. What's wrong with you? Dude, it just makes me think of the difference between Arnold Schwarzenegger in Hercules in New York and then the very end of the movie where he like comes over the radio and he's like, Hello, Pretzi, it is me. Uh, yeah. Hercules. <laughs> and it's like, that's not who you were at all. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Reminds me of Crick Bully Wugs. Well, let's not steal from other people. That's true. <laughs> anyway, the, the elves uh, interject again and say, this is very concerning and we will be looking into this. Was there... I, I'm afraid we are not able to help you to travel interplanar, but was there anything else that you wished from us? Uh, I have a personal question, but I think a more pressing question would be... Um, it is a rash, yes. No, no, <laughs> no. Oh. No, I don't mm. care about your rash, and I don't have any rashes, so I don't mm. understand, but mm. <laughs> we are curious about Promise's Promis, time in this city. Specifically, we are looking for uh, something he may have left here um, in your safekeeping. And I have a quick question. Would 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 Cormeth know anything about interplanar stuff? Because I don't think so. What do you mean about stuff about interplanar I mean, stuff? Like 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 Cormeth's like introduction to like interplanar stuff was going to the Underdark. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's and so, about like, Cormac the... Dunn, no. Go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, uh, go, uh, please. Um, yeah, like Cormac doesn't know much outside of his own experience, although you would know from just a basic level, like, um, interplanar travel is not a really big thing. Like, there's a reason why uh, you don't ever encounter, uh, like, you only ever encountered one elemental. Um, okay. It's, it's not common for things to travel between planes, and that's how it's been your whole life. Um, okay. It's not a super pressing fact that really uh, butts up against you, but it probably certainly came up uh, while you were in the war just talking about, like, you, you know, overhearing people talk about strategy of, like, well, we can't, like, do X, Y, or Z because, you know, planar travel, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you. Uh, yes, we are looking for something that... Uh, Promies may have left in your care. Uh, Koromith, would you show them the horn? Uh, I'm going to pull it out slowly because I want them to appreciate it. Uh, You see, as soon as you mention Promies, uh, Chilan uh, looks at Talel, who sort of shrinks a little bit. And when you mention uh, the horn, uh, Chilan uh, goes from having one eyebrow up to having both eyebrows up. Koromith, as you slowly pull out this horn, Chilan for the first time like gets out from behind this table uh, and walks over to you to look at uh, this horn and says, my, my angel, this, this is the horn of Promis. Where did you, where did you come across this? Well, um, in an infinite tree. They nod. Uh, they seem unfazed by that. And go, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> That's all. Uh, no. They're trying to think of, <laughs> God is trying to think of what they're going to say next. <laughs> they, they say, did you, how, how did you, how did you find it within that tree? Promis has been long gone. Do you not recognize Promis's armor? Which I've been wearing this whole time. That's true. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, uh, there was a, there was a portion of, uh, there was a portion of time where, great portion of time where all of your armor was obscured by, you know, marble. Marble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they take a uh, sort of fresh look on it. I expect you've probably got, you know, like certain things that are, are covering up parts of it, but uh, they look at this and now recognize it. You see a, a gleam of uh, recognition in their eyes and they say, I, this, you are an interesting one. That is certain. <laughs> you come holding a lost sword in the armor of a long gone demigod holding his long hidden horn. Well, uh, the sword's not what lost, it's right here. To- and the horn's not hit. It's in my hand. If I would hide it, I'd put it in yes. the armor or something. <laughs> did, did all of us interact with promies in the tree? Yep. Yeah, okay. So then I think Even's going to offer a little bit more information than Koromit seems to want to here and say, um, <coughs> while we were in the bogs, we encountered promies. Promis is not long gone. He is still of this world, supporting it from uh, behind the scenes, one might say. 
Uh, Geg shifts super uncomfortably. Uh, do I notice this? Uh, you can roll a perception or an insight. We got everything roll from Promies except his autograph. <laughs> I got a... Oh, I got a... Shit. <laughs> I got a 17 on my insight. Corby, I didn't say I was rolling it. No, I didn't say I was rolling it. So yes, I was just rolling it for fun. But damn it, that would have been good. <laughs> what a waste. It was. No, you know what? I, I, I'm going to say you noticed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, even you sort of you sort of notice Geg uh, shuffling around. Um, he he just looks kind of uncomfortable. Uh, Cormeth, you you know you have been in like strategy and war, and Geg seems very uncomfortable about the fact that like you know you remember Geg's village was under the shade of this tree. This tree is holding up um, essentially the the uh, goddess that he worships. And so he he seems to feel a little bit vulnerable with this uh, being being said to strangers, and that that's what you get out of it. Gig, it was uh, it was the mother tree, wasn't it? He frowns at you. <laughs> <laughs> a, a complete lack of charisma. True to oh. your character. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, what is my charisma score? A uh, plus zero. So <laughs> he just quietly goes. <laughs> doesn't really doesn't really give a committal answer. Um, but uh, Chilan is sort of uh, still uh, paying most attention to this horn and says, "Fascinating to have survived to be holding up this." You're telling me Promes is is holding up the mother tree. He's a part of the mother tree. And I've seen it myself. You were allowed to take this horn? We um we share a bloodline. Uh they they nod uh and they say Promes came here a long time ago. He came to see me specifically. I was younger. At the time, I played a different role in the quorum, and he made me agree to hide part of this horn, never to be found, safe within the walls of Leodrell. What purpose do you have in bringing it here? It needs to be reunited again. We need to put it back together. Well, if you had told me this before everything else we've seen here today, I would have had you sent away. But if there is someone who is scrying on us between planes, then we have no choice. We have to reunite the horn. They, uh, they nod to uh, Dryadel and to uh, another sort of uh, older-looking elf who exchange a look, uh, but all three of them stand up and head over to one of the walls of this council room. And they begin to make some extremely complex rune tracings with their hands. Uh, It takes a long time for them to trace each of these. Um, In fact, you you, uh, see Tillel comes over to you and says, here, uh, there's some seats over here. This looks like it's probably going to take quite some time. You all can take a, a short rest if you would like. 
Oh, hell yeah. Cool. It's not going to do anything for me, but hell yeah for Grotta. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you feel refreshed. They pour you a mojito. Hell, oh, hell oh, yeah. yeah. Mosa, actually. I'd rather have mojito. Um, yeah, you, you, uh, <laughs> you see Talel, in addition to being the history buff, is also the cocktail buff and just like mixes yeah. up. You, you see uh, him pull out a couple of like peaches that he sort of was, was mentioning uh, before <laughs> and he makes you a, a peach mimosa. Um, that sounds really good. Y'all are, y'all drink your refreshing drinks. <laughs> Real cash as this really important ritual <laughs> is happening. Uh, while this really important ritual is happening... Uh, Yevon wants to, is going to take this time to look for a, like a planar portal, try and sense out where the nearest one might be. Okay. Because Yevon's like got, got some, some like inklings of things that he's not thrilled about and people are hiding information from him. Um... Uh, so are you just doing, like, detect portal, or...? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and use detect portal. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you send out this feeling, um, and you, uh, you reach, you really stretch out, but, uh, there is no portal, uh, within a mile of you here. Okay. Um, and I don't get any weird, weird things that happen like I did when we were in the mesoplane, right? No, you do not. Okay. Um, eventually, uh, this uh, the air uh, in front of them begins to glow in this incredibly elaborate uh, rune tracing. Uh, it is uh, incredibly intricate um, and clearly very difficult. The uh, couple of elves, uh, the three elves who were working on this, in spite of their clear power, uh, look uh, very tired. Uh, they they look like they are uh, have been exhausted by this effort. But when it is complete, this rune sinks into the wall and becomes a pattern on it. And in the middle of that pattern appears a crack and two uh, doors open to reveal a, a shallow kind of cabinet. Uh, and in this cabinet, you see a, a, a blue velvet box that Chilan uh, takes in their hands uh, and brings over to you, clutching the top and the bottom of it, uh, and says, I wasn't sure that this day would ever come, but these are the gems that are meant to be encased in this horn. I'm not sure what will happen when we open this box, if I am being honest with you. And I certainly don't know what's going to happen. I can hang on tight. Uh, can, I, can I roll an insight check? On what? <laughs> on like not knowing on this on 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 arc mage here not knowing what's gonna happen sure i am suspicious of this character i got a 25 uh no they seem legit like this doesn't seem like the kind of person who would uh ever lie to you would like ever really admit any sort of uh like fault like this was clearly difficult for them to say uh this is genuine. He even nods and says, I guess we'll 
face it together then. There's only one thing left to do. Hang on. And they trace a more simple rune into the top and open the box. Uh, Cormeath, go ahead and make a strength saving throw. All right. Oof. All right. Uh, 21. Uh, As this box opens, there's hardly a moment before all of a sudden you are, uh, you start to be pushed. You push back against this, but you are just berated suddenly by these six gems shooting out of this box and reuniting with this horn. Uh, An incredible green glow appears. Uh, You do not take any damage from this intense uh, bludgeoning that happens as this Uh, magical artifact is reunited and brought to full power. You see a green light shoot through the center line uh, and you see the words in giant uh, appear once again, along with writing that, again, seemingly only you can see uh, about uh, the the planes. All Uh, planes touch the lightning tree. Yes. And you, uh, this horn feels almost lighter. Uh, you can feel, Cormeth, uh, you don't even have to t- cast a detect magic to suddenly feel this arc of arcane energy coming from it. Uh, the horn is whole once again. Uh, and you see a tear fall from uh, Chilan's eye uh, <laughs> as they say, I have no idea what the future holds. Do you know what this horn does? It tells me exactly where to find where all the planes touch. More than that, this, if you take this to the center of the Great Waste, you can open the door to the Feywild. Uh, And that's, uh, that's, I think, where we're going to have to end for today. (laughs) Okay. Hell yeah, dude. Nice. Dope.